what is up folks welcome back to the bibs corner podcast um if you've been paying attention you notice i posted my first podcast way back in february Uh, at the time i just knew that i was going to be popping these off once a week uh but then uh, the coronavirus happened so (laughs) that that did not happen um I was working on a podcast where I was going to break down all my favorite movies and favorite acting performances from 2019. Uh, But, you know, the timing kind of didn't feel right with us trying to figure out what was going on with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, People, you know, were afraid and it just didn't feel like the right time to be talking about movies that made me laugh uh, and things like that. Uh, however, five months later, uh, of course, the coronavirus pandemic is still raging, but we have a better understanding of it. And though my state, South Carolina, is one of the worst places in the world with handling the pandemic, uh, for the most part, places where government is, um, you know what, I'm not going to go political. Basically, we have a better understanding of the virus. Uh, take care of you and your family as best as possible, like uh, me and mine are doing. And uh, hopefully we can get a hold of this thing before it's, uh, it rages out of control. Anyway, with that all said, uh, you may have also noticed there has there's still no intro music. I'm still working on that. I have a couple of uh, options I'm looking at with some old uh, producer friends that I have. Uh, So we'll work on that going forward. uh, Again, uh, if you aren't sure what the podcast is about, uh, I do want to kind of break that down. So uh, I do want to try to do a weekly update with all the movies that I've watched that week. This week, it happens to be five different movies uh, that I watched. So I'll be going over those. I'm working on just an idea that kind of hit me. Because uh, I don't know what my NBA rankings are for the, the greatest players of all time. So I'm working on coming up with a formula for deciding who is the GOAT, who are the top 25, 50, 100 players of all time in NBA history. Uh, if you are familiar with my website, bibscorner.com, then you know that my first post on that website was actually uh, a LeBron versus Michael Jordan GOAT comparison. Uh, I wanted to hit two of the bigger topics that people talk about when they discuss Jordan versus LeBron, Uh, one being their opponents, like who had the tougher opponents, and then the other being who had better teammates. So I went season by season for both of them, broke down who had the better this, who had the better that, and uh, it came out pretty even in both accounts. Uh, I think overall, LeBron had the best teammates. And overall, LeBron has had some of the tougher matchups in the finals. Um, But then I, I, of course, add my spin to it, things like that. So go check that out if you haven't. It was actually a really popular article when I posted it. Um, But I thought I did a really good job. And do recall that it is a few years old, so it doesn't have the, I believe, last two Warriors-Cavs finals. Um, With that said, with the GOAT piece, I'll be looking to do something similar where I'll come up with a formula for... Um, you know, just trying to decide who is the GOAT. So, of course, an MVP is going to put you into another stratosphere. Being Having all NBA first team awards is going to put you into, you know, another stratosphere. And I'll kind of work my way back from there. Um, 
I'll look at uh, individual totals as far as like who has the most points total for their career, most rebounds total for their career, things like that. And then also point per game, rebound per game averages for their career is going to be like a separate tier. So I'm going to try to come up with some neat ways of breaking that down. Um, it's going to be should be pretty fun. And uh, I hope that creating a formula will help eliminate some of my biases that I'm going to have if I were to just sit down and make a list. So again, that's going to be fun. Look out for that. It's probably going to take me a while to do it. So it's probably not going to happen next week, but we'll see. Uh, And then I have some other big articles that I've been sitting on for a very long time, and I'm hoping to start knocking those off as well. Uh, I'm feeling like I'm in a good place mentally to start doing some of the things that I've been thinking or talking about for a very long time. So again, all things go well, then you'll start seeing a lot of new content from me. Uh, So that's the first five minutes of this podcast that kind of worked out perfectly. Just wanted to pop in real quick. Uh, First thing, uh, I said that there was no music, but I did end up adding some stock music after the fact. When I say new music, I mean custom music. I am still working on that. Second thing, uh, I'm about to play a quick ad. It's less than a minute long and it helps support the podcast. So please, please uh, sit through that and then we'll get straight to the topic at hand. Thank you. So I do want to get to the topic at hand and that this week is the five movies that I watched. Those movies were Homewrecker, which is an indie um, horror comedy, very small budget, very small cast but I thought it was very effective. Another movie I watched this week was called Ghost. It's another indie film. This one was filmed completely on an iPhone, um, but it makes the most of it. It's one of the first iPhone movies I've watched and at a certain point forgot that it was filmed on an iPhone. Uh, So I'll be glad to get into that. And then finally, the last three were kind of bigger movies. Uh, The Vast of Night is a prime video movie, uh, kind of a tight, 50 set intense kind of it's I guess it's technically a horror movie but it's more of a like a suspenseful movie um then finally Hulu released Palm Springs this week uh Andy Samberg movie um kind of a romantic comedy with with a sci-fi spin so I'll be glad to go into that and then finally uh Charlize Theron uh The Old Guard came out on Netflix this week so I'll be talking about that so let's get right into it. First, Homewrecker. So, like I said, Homewrecker is was a, a very small budget indie film. Um, I am trying to put an emphasis on covering a lot of indie films this year, and uh, I'm, I'm privileged to have a lot of uh, indie distributors that reach out to me with different movies that they want coverage for. I'm trying to be picky about which ones I choose, but at the same time, trying to be intentional about making sure I watch some of those movies. Um, Homewrecker is the first one I've watched in a long time, and it was very good. Um, the two main actresses in the movie are Precious Chong and Alex Esso. Uh, Alex Esso, actually, if you watched Doctor Sleep, she she plays the the wife of the wife from the original uh, The Shining movie. So she plays like the modern version. Of course, a lot of time has passed. They had to recast the boy and the mom. She plays the mom in Dr. Sleep in that, that brief scene where you see her. 
Um, so that's what kind of caught my attention. The movie is actually about Precious Chong's character, who is like a woman in her, a middle-aged woman. Kind of seems like she might be going through a midlife crisis type thing. Alex Esso plays a millennial, busy woman. Uh, they meet in in an exercise class of some sort, and Precious Chong's character kind of latches onto her, follows her to like a coffee shop, and is like, "Hey, we never met." Uh, Alex Esso's character is kind of, you know, being nice, but at the same time trying to blow her off, but it doesn't work. She just kind of invites herself to the table. Uh, Alex Esso's character is a interior designer, so Precious Chong's character tells her, you know, hey, why don't you come look at my house, blah, blah, blah. Once she gets in- into the house, that's when you realize that this woman is a little bit more than clingy. She might be crazy. And now it's a matter of how how is Alex S.O.'s character going to get out of this house? Um, it's kind of creepy, intense. Um, it gets wild at different points. Uh, there's a lot of desperation from Alex S.O.'s character, but... For me, I love this movie for Precious Chong's performance. She managed to capture that crazy, but like not crazy enough to completely scare you away energy, um, which is the why Alex Esso was willing to walk into this house. Um, like she's crazy, but she somehow has some semblance of control over it. Uh, it's hard to describe, but again, they made the most out of a small budget. I was highly entertained throughout the movie. And it doesn't have like a cookie cutter ending either. So if you're interested in that one, uh, it is available on different video on demand platforms. Uh, You may have to rent it or buy it for like $2.99 or something like that. Uh, But it is available out there. If you're into horror comedies, um, definitely, definitely check that one out. Uh, Overall, as far as a ranking goes or a rating goes, I I rated that one. Actually, let me pull it up. I don't want to misquote myself because I do keep a running ranking of all the movies I watch with uh, ratings between one and five stars and for that one I put it in my four star group so again I did really enjoy it and I think Precious Chong's acting and her character kind of really made the movie for me Alright, so moving on, the second movie I watched was Ghost, and again, this was another indie movie that was sent to me to review, excuse me, I had to take a sip there, and this one, it kind of sells itself as a crime drama, but to me, it's more of a a family, emotional drama, it kind of reminded me of the way back or Manchester by the sea where you have a a man who has gone through some things and he's trying to put his life back together Uh, in this case our main character is played by Anthony Mark Streeter and he's a man who's getting out of jail after being in jail for 10 years and trying to reconnect with his son who's in his lower to mid 20s Uh, the movie kind of hit home with me Uh, obviously I didn't have My father's never been to prison, but my father was in the military, so he was overseas for a lot of my life on different deployments. And so, you know, when you go around as a young man to your father who hasn't been a constant presence there for you, there's always this weird, this awkwardness between you 
that you kind of can't really address openly and that comes through in the film in a, in a very obvious and powerful way um and so like you see little things like the son trying to prove his masculinity masculinity to his father in little subtle ways and things like that um the boy himself is also going through some things he's trying to put his life together you know as far as getting a job that he enjoys uh, having his own place for the first time and then of course he gets some life-changing news also during the movie which i won't go into save that for you if you decide to check it out um but then in the last 30 minutes it does become obvious that we're still dealing with some crime elements that come into play from the father's past so um, again, the first hour or so of the movie grip, gripped me with the emotional content and the family dynamic and trying to put things back together. But then the last 30 minutes, things get a little bit more intense. And I personally believe that movie ends on its highest note with its final five to 10 minutes where it gets really, really intense. There's some action that goes down as it's I think it was brilliantly executed personally. I also gave this one four stars, uh, but I put it higher on my list than Homewrecker. Uh, I just thought, I really thought it was well done. And again, shot completely on an iPhone, um, but just a really enjoyable movie experience. That one is available on Amazon Prime. I know it's definitely available in other countries. I checked on Friday, July 10th to see if it was on Amazon in the U.S. because it's supposed to come to the U.S. that day. Uh, it wasn't there at the time, but I was able to put it on my watch list so I can see when it does become available. But when it does come available on Prime, I do think if you're in, if you were interested in The Way Back, if you like Manchester by the Sea, I hated the ending of Manchester by the Sea, but the, the journey during was great. If you're into those type of emotional dramas, men trying to put their lives back together, and then you also are interested in like action crime thrillers, uh, definitely check this one out. Uh, moving on to the, the bigger budget movies and The Vast of Night. Again, that's uh, it's set in the 50s and you know it starts out very busy and loud, kind of like, kind of reminded me of Hidden and Hidden uncut gems the way it starts out it's kind of frantic your main character is running here and there's a lot of people talking and you're like trying to gather what's going on uh, but it's set in the 50s it follows a small town radio host in a uh, very small town new mexico and <clears throat> a young switchboard operator 16 year old girl uh, basically, they start hearing some weird sounds on the radio, and they're trying to figure out what it is. Um, the There's a lot of... It's very claustrophobic. Again, they, they, I guess they're trying to, to emphasize, you know, the time set in the 50s with no cell phones, and, you know, lights weren't as great as they are now, and everybody knows everybody, and... You know, it was a small town. I think the basketball game was going on that night, and pretty much everybody was at the basketball game because entertainment is hard to come by. So it uh, also taps into some historical things. Uh, it's just a very some. It managed to do a lot with a little. It's very intense and suspenseful because you don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, you don't know what's coming around the next corner. 
Uh, there a lot. There's a lot of running in and out of buildings. You don't know what's going to be there when they step out. Uh, but then it really hits you at the end. You figure out what's going on pretty early, but then it really hits you at the end with a very dramatic finish. Um, the whole time I was watching the movie, I kind of felt like something was watching me from behind me. It was that it's that type of suspense and intensity. Um, but again, it does have a brilliant ending in my opinion. And that's just a, another movie. If you are into suspenseful movies, there are some sci-fi elements. Um, there's a couple things, uh, a few things that happen that are pretty funny, but it is intense. It's not jump scares, but it is, uh, again, it's the type of movie where you're going to be on the edge of your seat. You're not going to want to look away type of thing. Uh, so if you're into that, The Vast of Night is available on Amazon Prime as well. And then finally, the big two movies. So the first of the big two movies is Palm Springs. Again, it has Andy Samberg and Kristen uh, Milioti. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, But they are the two main characters in the movie. And I think I read a tweet somewhere that it was a brilliant romantic comedy, blah, 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 blah. And I knew Andy Samberg was involved. So that's what kind of got my interest. Cause I haven't seen him in anything in a little while and it was good to see him back in you know a starring role uh, I checked it out and with no knowledge going in you know it starts off I'm thinking oh this is just going to be another goofy Andy Samberg comedy he does manage to carry over some of his goofiness but in a way that doesn't take away from some of the messages that you're that are being sent in the movie um It's one of those time loop type movies where the day starts over, over and over again. I'm willing to give you that. Um, And Andy Samberg's character. You know what? I'm not going to give that away. I'm going to let you. (laughs) I'm going to let you watch the movie. I'll just tell you it's a time loop type movie. Um, They introduce you to the characters first before they let you know that. And then you're dealing with the whole time loop situation. It does have a lot of uh, really deep moments in it where they touch on a lot of the human condition and what is the meaning of life, etc. So forth type of thing. Uh, But at the end of the day, it is a romantic comedy. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And um, with these type of movies, it's always hard to stick the landing on the ending. But I did think that Palm Springs accomplished that by the end of the movie. So again... Another movie I I had a really good time watching. I I had a great weekend, basically. And I actually gave this one... um, Where is my ranking? Oh, I gave this one four stars as well. And you're probably thinking, wow, you're giving away a lot of four stars. But like I said, I watched a lot of good movies this weekend. So, again, Homewrecker, Ghost, and Palm Springs, all four stars. But I have... Palm Springs higher on the list than Ghost, and Ghost higher on the list than Homewrecker. Um, let me go back over here. Oh, The Vast of Night. I didn't give you my ranking for that, did I? The Vast of Night, I actually gave four and a half stars. So if you want to know between those four, which one to prioritize, I'll put The Vast of Night at the top of that list. 
But even higher than that on the list is our final movie, The Old Guard, which is currently my third favorite movie of 2020 behind The Invisible Man and 1917. And yes, I'm counting 1917 as a 2020 movie because technically it really did release in 2020. Um, So The Old Guard is actually number three on my list right now. I gave it four and a half stars as well. Um, The Old Guard is a Netflix movie starring Charlize Theron, who's always been one of my favorite actresses, uh, introducing a young actress by the name of Kiki Lane, who was also great in the movie. Um, This is an action-packed movie. It has some fantasy elements, but like not in the way to where if you're not into sci-fi or fantasy movies that it's going to take away from it. It just adds another layer to it. Like Without the fantasy elements, it's a dope movie. Okay, Uh, the action sets are great. It's got a lot of those realistic action sets where they're they're picking up clips, they're reloading guns, guns are jamming, they're fighting hand to hand combat and with guns. They pull out swords at different points for close close quarters combat. It's very, very good detail on the action Um, there. The fantasy element is is good in this movie. Because our main characters, and I don't know if you've seen a trailer or not, but the main characters basically are immortal. They die, but they come back type of thing, Um, which is interesting to see over and over because, you know, something bad will happen. They go down, but then they get back up, but they still have to to fight. And Charlize Theron is the leader of the group. Uh, Kiki Lane is a, a new to the group when the when the movie when the, uh, the movie goes along. I I love the fantasy elements and the fact that they were able to inter- introduce that type of element and still keep the movie grounded in the sense that it still feels real, even though you have these things that are happening that aren't realistic. Uh, throughout the movie, there's a lot of historical references as well because our our main characters are supposed to be hundreds of years old, basically that they've been around since we don't know how long. But it, a couple of them, one of them says that he's been around since, or a couple of them say they've been around since the Crusades, something like that. So these are warriors that have been around for for years, hundreds of years. Besides all of that, the great action, great cast, uh, the fantasy elements woven in perfectly, the historical references, which me as a history nerd, I'm always going to like that. They do kind of tease a potential sequel at the end as well. Now, I'm not going to give any details that will give you the give away the movie, but they did make an obvious reference to there needing to be more told on this story. Uh, We know how Netflix is. They like to cancel things. They like to not uh, follow through on potential sequels. So if we expect to see a sequel, we have to make sure as many people as we can get watch this movie within the first month. I believe almost all of Netflix's decisions are made based on uh, first 30 days viewing. So I'm going to be promoting the crap out of this movie Again, it is the highest on my list of the five I watched this week. I gave it four and a half stars. It's my number three movie of the year right now. Personally believe it's Netflix's best action movie they've put out so far. Um, And it's definitely deserving of a sequel. I believe there's rumors that the, the writers involved may be willing to even do a trilogy. So, um... 
I may do a independent uh, podcast on this movie, depending on how things go over the course of the week. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I I watched those five movies. I loved all five. I would recommend all five. If you have any questions about any of them, let me know. Um, I do have reviews up for Ghost and Homewrecker over at HiddenRemote.com if you want a more in-depth breakdown of what I liked about the movie and what I think the movie's about and who I think might like those movies. Uh, So definitely hit HiddenRemote.com and the movie section to see those reviews. Uh, I'm going to be working on reviews for the other three, The Vast of Night, um, Palm Springs, and The Old Guard for my personal website, BibsCorner.com. Those will hopefully be coming out within the next few days. And again, that's really all I wanted to cover this week. Uh, Again, I'll be back next week with the movies that I watched uh, for the week and any other relevant things that may come up. Uh, I am close to finalizing those 2019 awards. Most of them are actually already finalized. I'm just waiting to clear up one because there was a four-way tie for the winner for one one of the awards. Um, Actually, I believe it's Best Male Actor for 2019. So uh, once I have that resolved, I'll record that in a separate podcast. Again, thank you for tuning in. If you sat through all of this, God bless you. And uh, I'll be back and hopefully have some music soon. Peace.